This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email? The stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that. All you need to do is text the word show to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word show, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text show to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Greetings, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States. I am delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, uh, I'm going to begin, um, well, we're going to begin with a very broad picture here related to immigration and everything else, but I, I, I the story caught my eye. Let's go way back in history. Mentioned this before. You know, it's funny that that study that men think about the the Roman Empire every day. I'm I'm one of them. And when there was all the turmoil in the Roman Empire, uh, the Roman bureaucracy people had enough trust in the Roman bureaucracy that uh, the Roman Empire survived. But you know, um, if you read the history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, you know where um, oh, what's his name who wrote it? Where where he pins the blame for the fall of the Roman Empire? The church. He blames the church. Uh, Now, why? Well, because uh, according to Edward Gibbon, that was his name, Edward Gibbon, the wise and the smart served the empire. But with the rise of Christianity, the wise and the smart moved into the church. And it, it's not a coincidence that as we move into the 200, 300s, 400s AD, uh, some of the smartest works you get are not the works of the Roman historians anymore, but the works of the theologians, uh, Irenaeus, Tertullian, uh, Polycarp, uh, most famously of all probably, uh, Augustine, Ambrose. You get uh, famous, powerful works from people, the smart guys who used to prop up the empire, now propping up the church. Well, there was nobody left smart to prop up the empire, and it collapsed. And we ultimately headed into a dark ages where a lot of knowledge was lost. We're headed back into that dark age. Union County, North Carolina. Um, I let me. I'm looking on the map so we know where Union County is. Union County, North Carolina is south of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's right on the state line with South Carolina. Uh, Union County, North Carolina, the county seat is Monroe, it appears. Wesley Chapel is there. Marshville, Wingate, 
Unionville, Union County, North Carolina. Just uh, you, you, you head south on US 601, you head into Union County, North Carolina. They've decided to ban fluoride in the water because a group of, of angry know-nothing activists, and they are know-nothing activists, have uh, convinced them, despite pretty much every dentist in the county coming out saying this is a bad idea, they've decided fluoridation is a bad idea. You know, it turns the frogs gay or whatnot. And uh, the response of people in the community is, well, we can't trust the CDC. You know, the CDC got COVID wrong, so clearly they've gotten fluoride wrong. And next, they're probably going to ban uh, the flight path of airplanes into the Charlotte airport because of chemtrails. One of the great, great public health successes of modernity was the eradication of smallpox. You are very lucky that you have not had to deal with smallpox. It was a scourge. You go back to the Revolutionary War period, and this country is captured in the um, John Adams series on HBO and, and in the book. Uh, Abigail Adams was one of the, the progressive scientific thinkers of her day, and people who had gotten smallpox and were recovering, the doctors would come by, take the blood of the people with smallpox, and jab the healthy people. So the healthy people got very mild cases of smallpox as a way to immunize them. We had an idea of immunology over time, but it was a kind of a brutal method. Over time, it was refined. In the 1950s, Jonas Salk came up with the polio vaccine. The polio vaccine is a modern miracle. My mom has the, I think it's the polio vaccine scar. I know a number of people who have them. It was a big deal when people my parents' age were young. My wife has an uncle through marriage whose legs are in a brace because he got polio. And polio was was something like it wasn't in urban it was in urban areas, but there would be random outbreaks, and it affected kids. Polio it was old people didn't get polio; it was the kids tended to get polio, and it could sweep through a neighborhood and then just go away. And there were very little explanations for it. And, and Jonas Salk came up with the polio vaccine and saved a lot of people from the debilitating effects of polio, the MMR vaccine. I, I know people who like would have chicken pox parties or measles parties. It, it can be very debilitating. I, I had a friend growing up. Uh, they, they've got a chicken pox vaccine now. Um, they didn't when I was growing up, and I had a friend whose body was covered in scars from chicken pox. Measles, mumps, rubella, terrible, terrible um things that you could give kids that could leave them debilitated. The MMR vaccine has mostly eradicated it. And then there's the modern miracle fluoride so that we don't have teeth like the British. In 1945 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, they decided to start putting very low concentrations of fluoride in drinking water. And you know what happened? Eradicated childhood tooth decay. A lot of poor people don't keep up with good hygiene. A lot of Older people don't keep up with good hygiene. Fluoride in the tap water was a great, great way to do it. Very low dose fluoride. In high doses, it can be poisonous. People have ever since developed conspiracy theories, but it's spread around the country. And the rate of childhood, particularly impoverished communities, childhood tooth decay fell off, absolutely fell off. You all have no idea uh, the the collapse in, in tooth hygiene among the elderly 
and the young, particularly in poor communities, who weren't necessarily brushing their teeth and keeping up with it, by putting it in the tap water, they solved a a massive health problem in this country. And in fact, in areas of this country where there is no fluoride versus there where there is fluoride, you don't have random higher concentrations of the conspiracy diseases. What you do have is you have much higher rates of tooth decay, and there's a growing body of evidence that massive tooth decay and the plaque buildup because of tooth decay is linked both to heart disease and Alzheimer's. There's a growing body of evidence, and you can see those pockets around the country, and they do pretty much correlate to the random communities that don't put fluoride in water, in addition to early childhood development. But the wise men left our government some time ago, and the experts who replaced them are a bunch of liars and cheats. Look at how Dr. Fauci has talked about COVID. Dr. Fauci talked about COVID in ways that he now admits a lot of what they did wasn't really tested. They didn't really know. They were guessing under pressure, and they guessed wrong. And they sowed the seeds of doubt that they got everything wrong. But here's part of the problem we have. Let's take the fluoride issue or the polio issue or the smallpox issue. You do not deal with childhood tooth decay and poverty tooth decay issues in your life, nor in your own life do you deal with these tooth decay issues. Why? Because you haven't lived in a world without fluoridation in your water system. You don't live in a world where your child could get polio because you don't live in a world where there was no polio vaccine. And you don't live in a world where smallpox is burning through communities, killing everyone, because you live in a world with smallpox vaccine. And so the crazy conspiracy theorists and the know-nothings have extrapolated from the CDC, well, they got COVID wrong, so they must have gotten all this other data wrong, so therefore we should walk back from all of this data. And I mean, look, we don't have tooth decay, so I mean, clearly it's not a problem. Well, of course not, you don't because of the fluoride in, in drinking water. Shall we give up the vaccines? There actually is a movement. And now the the irony here, the staggering irony here is it was the rich and the elite in this country who first developed these conspiracy theories. The idea of fluoride in your water causing problems actually comes from rich people in Hollywood and uh, in New York City, not from the poor, not from the middle class. The skepticism of the MMR vaccine causing autism comes from the rich and the well-off. It's now descended into the middle class. So many of the bad ideas of America, from how to live your life, to drug use, to abortion, to uh, single-parent household, they're all ideas that stem from the very wealthy who have the money to afford to live this lifestyle, and it trickles down to the poor and the middle class. And the fallout uh, wreaks havoc, and it's taking advantage of a growing distrust of people in this country We're turning into a dark age society because we're forgetting the things that worked. It's not just the right. I mean, for everyone who can trot out a doctor to tell us that fluoride actually causes frogs to become gay, there's a doctor who will tell you that our gender and our sex are different things, and if your sex and your gender don't align, then it is medically necessary to align them through surgery and drugs. For every doctor who tells you that the MMR vaccine causes autism, there's a doctor who tells you transgenderism is real. Both sides have their quacks. We shouldn't be listening on either side. And part of the problem is the elite in this country have chosen to listen to the quacks on the left 
And so the quacks on the right now get people on the right to listen and say, look at how they're listening to all these crazy people. You know that a boy cannot become a girl. And they're listening to these people. Therefore, you should listen to me when I tell you the smallpox vaccine gives you autism. We should stop taking it. And then they point to the other things the government has gotten wrong, like the, all the years of studies on the food pyramid that, or, or don't eat eggs, all the things that, that the nutritionists have gotten wrong over time. Much of that, by the way, wasn't the nutritionists and much of it wasn't the scientists. It was the media hyping studies changing people's perceptions when the studies were not actually completed or there were contradictory studies the media didn't pay attention to. The media and the elite have led us down this road, headed us into a dark ages in this country where we're regressing. On economic data, we see it there too. Seattle, Washington decided to put a $5 fee on delivery apps to cover drivers' living wages. Sales have been cut in half. Drivers can't pay rent. Many of them are giving up being drivers for uh, DoorDash and Instacart because they can no longer make ends meet because the city of Seattle very helpfully added a $5 fee. They forgot how basic economics work. In Los Angeles and California, they've jacked up the minimum wage on fast food workers. Guess who's the highest rate of job loss in California? Fast food workers. Surprise. Or in Portland, Oregon, where they decided they would uh, decriminalize drug use, and now there's a public health crisis because of drug use. Surprise. All of these things we could have predicted. Enforcement of laws in Washington, D.C. now. There are more crimes and carjackings and murders than anywhere else in the country. They ban the law-abiding citizen from carrying a gun in public. They don't arrest the the, uh, criminal operators. And so guess what's happening there? We have forgotten as a society how to basically operate, which leads me to the border. We are a sovereign nation and sovereign nations control their borders. The Democrats would have us believe without this new border deal, the president of the United States, who is the commander in chief of the American military, has no power to secure the border despite a very clear piece of legislative language in the United States code that specifically says in the here and now, the president of the United States has the power to secure the border. If you read my morning email, you would have seen the language If you text the word data to 33777, you can read the language for yourself. The morning piece, 8 U.S.C., 1182, subsection F. Whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may by proclamation suspend the entry of all aliens or class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he deems appropriate. The elite have lied to us so much for so long about so many things, and they have failed at the basics. They've allowed the conspiracy theorists to take advantage of it. And the conspiracy theorists are about to sabotage basic health in this country because they would rather believe the conspiracies than believe the data. If the scientists get it wrong, we have the data to see. That's how we know that they got so much of COVID wrong because the data doesn't hold up. 
We have the data on fluoridation of water. We know it actually works. We have the data on these vaccines. We know they actually work. And we have the data on the border. We were in a crisis when Democrats were telling us we weren't. We're still in one. They have the power to do something, but they don't do it by the elite and our government officials lying to us for so long and refusing to do the basics right. They have ceded the ground to the know-nothings who will drag us back into the dark ages to scratch a conspiratorial itch. We need our government officials to realize they've got to restore trust. And the way they begin to restore trust is very easy. Do small things well, and the public will then trust you to do big things well. If you can't deliver the mail right, if you can't secure our border right, Why would we want the government to do more? In the process, it seeds ground to all the crazy conspiracy theorists to cast doubt on everything else. And that leads us to a very dark place for this country. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You will be unsurprised to learn the fluoride conspiracy theorists are coming out of the water. That they're We're not actually letting them on the air, but they're calling and yelling that there's this massive, because we literally have had fluoride in the water since the 19, late 1940s, 1950s across the nation, and somehow it's this mass killer. Um, it, it's it's the, the know-nothings. The, the, the conspiracy theorists are running the roost, uh, ruling the roost, and the problem here is not them. It really isn't them. They've been led down rabbit holes and deluded beliefs because everybody's lost trust in the basic institutions of government because the basic functions of government done by the basic institutions of government, they failed at them. So people have gone in search of answers and they've been led down wild rabbit holes and conspiracy theories. Um, it, it, people's brains are malfunctioning. We are headed into a dark age in this country uh, when we have waves of smallpox and polio come back in this country because people decided to stop taking the vaccines. Don't blame me. I warned you, and don't call if you're a fluoride conspiracy theorist. We're not putting you on the air with your crazy beliefs. We're, we're not. You are actually, like, deluded. Now, we got to move on. Yeah, if I insult you, I'm sorry, but if, if you're a nut job, we, we don't want to entertain the nut jobs today. I do want you to entertain stamps.com. Uh, if you go click on the microphone and put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you can get a great deal with stamps.com. Now, why? Why? This is very, very important. Stamps.com can help you individually or as a business ship your packages. Not only do they get you to ship your packages, they save you up to 89% off post office and UPS rates. Um, You can do everything over their app uh, with a phone or with mobile device, with a computer and your printer. They can even ship you your labels, everything you need. I use them regularly. They save me money. If you go to stamps.com, you click the mic, you put in Eric, you can get a limited time offer of a free digital scale, some free postage. You do not have a long-term commitment. You do not have a contract to sign. You can cancel at any time, but go check out how convenient it is to do, and they come to you, the post office UPS, to pick up your packages for shipping. You never have to go to them and stand in line ever again. Stamps.com, click the mic, put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, get shipping and saving today with Stamps.com. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. 
May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I am delighted to have you. We need to go to the immigration stuff, but I need to add a caveat to I'm delighted to have you. If if you're just if you're someone who wants to call in and argue about fluoride, just just save your time. You can call Alex Jones or somebody. I'm I'm not gonna get into it with you because I'm right and don't want to cede airtime to crazy people. Uh, and if you find that insulting, well, be insulted because you've gone down a rabbit hole and you need to need some help to get out of it. Um, I can't put it any more bluntly than that. Now, we must deal with the border issue. We'll get to the Trump immunity case here shortly. Uh, no one's surprised by that decision. What's going on here with this um, border bill? Well, here's what you need to understand about the border bill. This is really important to understand about the border bill. What's happening with the border bill in the Senate is not a policy discussion, but an autopsy. The bill was dead before it was even unveiled. It wasn't dead because the Speaker of the House said there would be no vote in the House. It was dead because literally every Republican up for re-election in 2024 has come out against it. Whether you like the legislation or not, every Republican in the United States Senate who is on the ballot this year says no dice. So guess what? Um, There will be no bill. I'm not going to blast James Langford, the senator from Oklahoma. Langford, the senator from Oklahoma, recognizes the problem at the border and tried to come up with a solution. Langford is being vilified in part by his Republican colleagues because it's safe to do so. He's not running for re-election, so they can throw him under the bus without a casualty, so to speak. Um, Langford did what he thought was right, and if we could secure the border, I think many Americans would find his proposal reasonable, even with some of the caveats to it that they don't like. But I think that everyone who supports the legislation, including Senator Langford, misread the room. Americans want the border secured. I was talking to a friend of mine in Texas yesterday, and they've done with the group he works for, they've done a lot of research. And the research shows that many of the proposals in this legislation would be broadly popular, but not without the border first being secured. An unsecure border, when the president has the authority to secure the border, means there's no room for negotiating on any other issue. Again, this is from 8 U.S.C. 
1182F. Now, for those of you who are lawyers, you understand that the United States Code, the USC, is broken into chapters and titles. And the eighth title of the U.S. Code is on aliens and nationality. It is the immigration provisions. And 8 U.S.C. 1182 is inadmissible aliens, except as otherwise provided in this chapter, aliens who are inadmissible under the following paragraphs are ineligible to receive visas and ineligible to be admitted to the United States. One, health-related reasons. Two, criminal-related reasons. Three, security-related reasons. Scrolling down, four, public charge. Any alien who in the opinion of the counselor officer at the time of application for a visa is likely at any time to become a public charge is inadmissible. So anyone who's likely to immediately go on welfare is inadmissible. Illegal entrance and asylum immigration violators. Now that, that goes through uh, the, the, the cast of characters who are ineligible, the cast of characters who are ineligible to cross, the cast of characters who are ineligible to seek citizenship. That's in section A. You get all the way down to section F. And what do you have? You have very clear language. Whenever the president of the United States of America finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. There is Joe Biden's power under federal law right now as our border is overrun with thousands a day, hundreds of thousands a month coming across the border. He could seal the border. He has the power under existing federal law, despite what anyone says. And my, 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 what a twist it is. Listen to Al Sharpton on his television show yesterday. What is being done to uh, get the public uh, to really uh, rise up in various states to say to their senators that they want to see the borders, uh, the border issue resolved? I mean, you're getting migrants beating up policemen in the streets of New York. You're seeing an influx of migrants all over the country that frankly have people outraged and couldn't there be some kind of public pressure put in the next couple of days in some of these senator states saying, why are you allowing this to continue? Because at the end of the day, senators have to deal with their voters. And at the same time, it uh, in the bill, you give uh, uh, money to Gaza, to, to, to civilians in Gaza and Israel. But the border, I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing a time game with politics on this. Wait a second. It's an invasion at the border? Just three weeks ago, you people were saying it wasn't a big deal and Republicans were in hysterics. My, how the, the screw turns. 
Just with the flip of a coin, all of a sudden, you went from three weeks ago, there's no problem, to, oh, it's a huge problem, and this legislation would solve it. It should make you a little bit suspicious, shouldn't it? And the legislation gives a lot of discretion to the president, who right now has the discretion to close the border, given what's happening, and refuses to do so. So why should we give the president any more discretion? And why should we allow Alejandro Mayorkas the power at the border to give anyone asylum? Now, there are legal standards that could be reviewed, but... I don't actually have a problem, J.D. Vance does, getting rid of the immigration judges. My problem with the immigration judges is it can take up to a decade for them to actually hear the case and then give them an appellate case because you've sent them to a judicial process. Under the, under James Langford's plan, the decisions made at the border by Customs and Immigration under a higher standard than exists right now, if they don't meet the standard and Customs says they do, Americans have the right to question it, but the immigrants do not. If they say you're rejected, you're immediately deported and you have no grounds to appeal what Customs has said. So there's a higher standard and no right to appeal. The problem is that it allows everything to go through the D.C. Court of Appeals. Everything goes through a a federal court in Washington, and it cuts Texas out of the process. Under this legislation, Texas would clearly be prohibited from securing its border. The president of the United States could do it right now and does not actually want to do it. So we're going to tell Texas you no longer have the right to secure your border, clearly under federal statute, while also trying to rely on a president who could right now secure it and refuses. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think Langford's a bad guy for being the Republican negotiator. He's tried for years to come up with some sort of common sense solution. The problem is... He's dealing with it as an immigration issue, and everyone else sees it as a national security issue. And the national security issue is seal the border and do it today. The president has the power to do it. It's a national security issue. If you weren't here yesterday, Greg Gianforte, the governor of Montana, was on the program. He went to the border. He said there are detainees from 140 countries down there. There are, for the record, only 195 recognized sovereign nations on this planet. 195, and we have people from 140 of them at the border. That's over 70% of the countries on the planet are crossing illegally, and many of them are from China and Afghanistan and Iran and Syria, not just Central and South America. Now, the opponents are vilifying it and mischaracterizing it, that 5,000 crossing today, that's not actually... We're not allowing into the country 5,000 people. So one of the policy considerations is that we're not going to give up asylum seeking in this country. People who believe they would be killed. One of the problems is a lot of people coming across right now. uh, They're actually coming for economic times claiming asylum. Here's Anderson Cooper pointing this out last night. I mean, that's the crazy thing about the asylum process now is even though it takes years, as you point out, many of the claims that people have which are, you know, uh, I, I'm really, they're coming for economic reasons. They're, they want a better life for their family, which is certainly understandable. But that doesn't mean you get asylum. Asylum is for persecution, political persecution, religious persecution, whatever it, it may be. And a lot of those claims could be easily adjudicated very quickly if only the court system wasn't so backlogged. Exactly. And this plan would fix that. But the data, again, shows something very simple. Y'all, I mean, it's so simple, a kindergartner could figure this out. 
secure the border. You stop the flow now. Joe Biden has the power to do it. You stop the flow now, which he has the power to do. And then all of the data suggests Americans are open to considering something like this. Americans are open to considering revising the amnesty uh, process. Americans are open to considering something like what James Langford has proposed, but not until the border is secured. And no American wants to give Joe Biden more discretion when he has the discretion right now to secure the border. And he flat out absolutely does not uh, believe this. I've gotten a couple of emails from some people because I I mentioned that there would be a higher burden to show asylum and and can we really trust immigration officers to get it right? That's part of the issue here, the way the law is structured, is that can be under the legislation adjudicated uh, like you can go complain that they're being too broad. Right now you can't. You can't do it because it goes to an immigration judge and there's an appellate process that you're shut out of. But if customs is allowing people to come in, they've raised the standard from a suspicion of of persecution to a reasonable uh, belief of persecution. Essentially, that's a much higher bar to cross. It means when you go back, you there has to be no doubt that you're going to be persecuted. And then there are two rules. One, can this person be relocated outside the United States? If so, they have to go there. And two, can they be relocated to another part of the country? If so, they got to go there. They can't come in. So only if you're absolutely, if if there's a real reasonable belief of persecution, you can't be resettled in another country. You can't be resettled somewhere else in that country. Then you're allowed in here. You got 90 days to have a review of the claim, and the standard is higher. And it is a standard that can be contested by Americans. The asylum seeker can't, but Americans can. So, yeah, that actually is that is a good thing. You can say, well, we can't trust the customs officials. At some point, trust is broken down along the way, and that's the point here, is we can't trust Mayorkas to get it right. We can't trust Joe Biden to get it right. I'm trying to explain the law to you. I don't support the law, but at least let me explain what it actually does because there's so much misunderstanding out there, but also it gives Americans the ability to contest. There's so much misinformation out there. There are so many lies out there. But all the lies and all the misinformation is premised on this. Joe Biden has the power to secure the border right now. And he's chosen to lie and say he can't. So why should anyone believe anything any of these people say? There's been a breakdown of trust and a breakdown of competence. We're headed to a very dark place in this country overall because our institutions are failing us because they refuse to be honest and competent. James Langford wanted to solve a big problem. Americans didn't ask James Langford to solve a big problem. They asked President Biden to solve one problem, and that is stop people from crossing the border, which he has the power to do. And he has refused to do that. So why should we give him any more power or any more discretion to do anything else when he's failing at a core competency of the presidency and of the federal government? They don't need any more power, and we don't need any new laws for him to do what he should do. And the fact that he's lying about it means we shouldn't trust him with anything else. You would understand, by the way, that the president has the basic powers within the Constitution to defend the country. If you took any of the classes from Hillsdale College on the Constitution, you can go to ericforhillsdale.com today and get a free pocket Constitution, the Declaration of Independence for years, and you can listen to their Constitution minutes 
that they are running during the show breaks. Uh, one minute, uh, easy to understand synopses of the Constitution. They're wonderful listeners. You can share them with friends as well. You can even learn how to take free courses from Hillsdale College about the Constitution. They're extremely instructive. They've got a great section even on immigration explaining how Congress writes the laws, but the president has the power and commander-in-chief to secure the American border. It's in the Constitution. He doesn't need extra powers. It completely contradicts all the lies being told right now. You take a course from Hillsdale College and you learn the truth about the Constitution because they're committed to truth. They're committed to the Constitution. Larry Arn is a guardian and steward of our American constitutional system. Go to ericforhillsdale.com today. ericforhillsdale.com today. Um, sign up, get a free pocket Constitution, find out how to take class, listen to the Constitution Minutes, and share them with your friends. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number 877-973-7425. Don, going to go to you next. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, What's going on? I've got you. Uh, I have a question, which is if uh, President Biden has the authority to shut down the border by this law, why didn't Trump do it for four years? (laughs) It's a great question. It's a fair question. Um, And if you go back in the record uh, for those four years, Donald Trump wanted Congress to build a physical barrier. And uh, what I suggested at the time uh, was that uh, he was allowing border crossings, although there weren't as many as there are now, uh, to incentivize reminding Congress they needed to build a border wall. Actually, you know, one of the interesting things that the Trump administration did, true story, is they were prohibiting asylum seekers for going to ports of entry. Uh, and so the asylum seekers were just crossing the border generally in the areas where there was no wall, as opposed to going to the ports of entry. Because if they're crossing the border where there's no ports of entry, well, then obviously if we build a wall there, it was a politicization of the issue like Democrats do. He was turning the strategy on their heads of, of politicizing the issue so that Congress would do something. Of course, Congress never bit. Congress never did anything. Uh, but ultimately, they wound up doing those what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez claimed were concentration camps of uh, keeping people uh, there at the border until they got overwhelmed. One of the things he did do well was with uh, Section 42, use the health care power to keep people in Mexico. But every president has the power under the United States Code to secure the border, And every president has the power under the Constitution to do it. And that both sides have wanted to politicize the issue instead of secure the border. And, you know, the the remarkable thing, though, is that the amount of uh, illegal immigrants coming across the border now is so much more massive than it was during the Trump administration. It's just exacerbated in large part because Biden says he wasn't going to do even the basic things that Trump did, which is, I mean, the Biden administration has exacerbated the problem. And, of course, Kamala Harris— uh, herself has exacerbated the problem. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building Alone. If you're in a business nationwide, you want it to grow, you're looking for a lender to do business with, reach out to First Liberty Building Alone. They make their own decisions. They want to partner with you long-term. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. When we come back, Don, by the way, great question. Um, Got to be ideologically consistent here. There was a huge flow over the border with Trump as well. Everybody politicizing these issues. When we come back, Joe Biden wants to go back to his basement. He wants to head into the witness protection program. He is signaling no debates with Donald Trump. He's also not doing a Super Bowl interview, which you and I may like, but this is the second year in the row. Why the low profile? He's not engaging. He's not on the world stage. He's not on the public stage. 
because he's in mental decline, and the fallback answer is worse.